0: Design, art, and photography. We have a selection of books that last is kindly brought over, and he will go over the books with you
1: and discuss the typologies of books. Um, And as you can see, he said he was very informal, so please feel free to join in the conversation. Thank you. you. Uh, Welcome to my temporary living room. (laughs) Uh, I, I have the privilege to to spend uh, three nights and days in this house. Um, and, um, you know, I accommodated with the world of Joffrey Baba, which, yeah, it's I kind of like my, my first encounter with the physicality uh, beside Dunaganga and, and Kandalama and, you know, the more public sides. But, you know the privacy of this house is quite astonishing, and you know you may know it from from tours you had, but I was uh, really taken by you know the, the kind of the presence of Baba as a person. When you, it, it is as if he would just be out for a day or so and coming back tomorrow, and, and kind of you. There is a life and an aura in the house which I think is uh, very much related to the personality of the architect. And over the past days, I had a chance to discuss with people, the, the very uh, skilled and knowledgeable uh, specialists here, and and realize that there is, which probably was my pre assumption also, that there is a, an international even global attitude in what we experience here. And if we understand that architecture today has a or that there may be a certain duality in architecture between the micro and the macro, right? So on one hand we discuss the mega cities and how they need to be structured and so and the discussion go far beyond or or not beyond, but not even reaches out for architecture. It's about planning and how to organize life in cities. And I realized that also in my publishing uh, practice, the city has become more and more important. So urban planning kind of took over from architecture, which somehow is unfair. I realized being here because the microcosmos of architecture is probably much more evident for our well-being as individuals, right? So, okay, you share for this hour, you share my my living room, and uh, I hope it will inspire us. It is not that I have prepared a lecture here. Um, we call it a conference. So the idea is more that we end up in a conversation, in an engaged conversation on topics around publishing and architecture, um, which I may give you an introduction in my beliefs and my practice um, as a publisher, not only in architecture, but also, let's say, mainly architecture. So why did I end up here? It's uh, on invitation that uh, we discussed today, the whole day project which we have in mind uh, to publish. I think that the title is is set by Jeffrey Bava, Drawing from the Archives. It's kind of having an in-depth view into the archival material in drawings and photographs and trying to observe the very special attitude of Jeffrey Bava to um, how should I say to to express architecture through drawings? Also, also there are few sketches, but mainly drawings which idealize even the built architecture, right? So, and what we see in these drawings, and there are some here on the wall as well, is that nature always plays a significant role. So how to situate architecture in the nature. And there is this um, wonderful quote, actually, which which I uh, love to hear again and again, is the, the, the essence... It's essential
0: to be there. Sorry? It is essential to it be there. Is,
1: it is essential to be there, right? So actually to observe the site and his... his further saying is that the project evolves while he is there you know while experiencing the site the the project you know how it will mingle into the nature how it will contrast how it will accentuate the nature as well um, just grows out of that experience on the site so again we have this human human dimension which I experience also in the in the, in the room and space like this I'm Absolutely taken by the glossy white floor, right which you know every floor should be white you know you, you, even in a, in a, in a dark room like this you you don't miss the light it's a lively lively situation so all these details playing in which I think are just a transformation of the experience of nature right so okay so that is that is the situation I find myself in here and I feel very privileged. And I thank you um, very much for, for this um, this privilege. Now, when it comes to publishing, I try to, you know, being here in Sri Lanka, knowing that the living standard in this country is far away from what I, I'm used to or experience in Europe, Central Europe in Switzerland. Also, I realize, you know, people, also life may be hard, but they are on a good way, you know, because there is a a consciousness about the importance of how people live together, how housing is managed, um, how the cities are organized. Also, we have this kind of uh, um, traffic jam in, in Colombo. But to tell you the truth, it's not so different to many European cities, you know. So, uh, and that will be the future. Change in mobility, change in the behavior um, in, in, in growing cities. Uh, I do not... Uh, Want to criticise the, the architecture in Colombo? Uh, I think that may be the comment of an architect uh, later on. But I would say I just came down here from from Kandy, which I think is much more original Sri Lanka. Right? There is there is something there is an atmosphere there where it's much a much a, more a human. Scale and dimension. So, um, I I don't know. I wonder what your experience is. But coming, coming to publishing, I I feel a little bit uncomfortable, kind of being an imperialistic publisher, right? Kind of doing books for a a world, um, let's say a Western world mainly, which first and foremost can kind afford of to buy my books, um, which, again, I realize being here is that the privilege we have to have that extra money to spend on expensive books if you want, right? And now that is that is global global finance, right? You, you may find a solution for that, how to balance and equalize the the, the the chances and possibilities of people. But I realized that in publishing, uh, costs are not necessarily, do not necessarily occur in the printing. You know? Paper, printing, and binding, that you can calculate, and you have a competition in the market, and you find the best uh, quality for the lowest price. While there is a lot of work what we call the pre-press process, which is very work intense. And that is, in my calculation, more, far more than half the efforts. Even when it comes to money, which are salaries to people and honorarium for translators and so on. And I think that is something we should be aware of, that editing costs will occur every time you try to transform, shape, select, curate content, right? Whether your result will be an exhibition or a video or a movie or or performance, however, editing is a crucial thing. Because at the very end, you want to communicate and you want to be understood by what you put out. Now, in terms of books, Editing is also very much depending on selection, because for most books and what we talked today, we talked about hundreds of drawings, which, and and there is there is one book actually which I have here. Um, this is a book on on Louis Kahn's drawings. Louis Kahn, American architect, um, uh, who passed away a while ago, uh, uh, but. He was famous for his drawings. And there are thousands and thousands of drawings in the archive and this book is is said to be the ultimate book on his drawings. It contains a little bit more than a thousand drawings, which is they're selected out of many thousands. So the process of editing may still lead to fat, fat heavy books, which you know I don't apologize for, but it it was just necessary because I believe that this will be the ultimate memory of Louis Kahn's drawings. Now, when it comes to Jeffrey Bava, his drawings are seen in publications so far, but they are not discussed briefly. And that is what we thought would be an excellent chance to introduce Jeffrey Bava to the world through something that is not necessarily showing off the architecture, which is best experienced in person when you, when you travel, when you visit, but to use the drawing as a transformative medium to discuss what actually was the intention of the architect. Right? And that is a chance we have in a book, much better than in digital media, I would believe, because the book gives us a chance to build up the content you know, from a friendly invitation introduction, you feel comfortable, you feel um, you feel recognized as as potential audience and then you are guided into the book and at the very end you may be surprised about how much and how deep you got into the content and how much you understood. This is the art of making books, actually it's to tease people in and then to Occupy them with content. And don't let them go before the book ends, at uh, last page. That is an art in, it, in itself, and I believe that graphic designers in the, in the audience may, may share that opinion. You know, it is easy to design a spread and, and, you know, nice typography, but to, to, to the editorial design is what matters, right? I used to say, um, you know, it's like a, a, a bad poem in good typography remains a bad poem, right? While the other way around also a, a good poem in bad typography is a, is a waste. So good poems in good typography, that's what we want to achieve. And if you adapt that to the bigger, you can adapt that to architecture. If your, if your program is bad, the floor doesn't matter. Right. While the other way around is an excellent program with a lousy floor, you know, doesn't work either. So, if we agree that that balance is something that we are taught by Jeffrey Bauer and what I try to teach myself, right? And once we we get into into a discussion, because we want to open up for a conversation, I think it's more interesting than I can also. Benefit from your opinions. But I just like to say that in a globalized world, obviously the world of books has also been effect, affected. And it's not only the new media that plays a role there. Uh, it is that, well, of course, new media m- gives access to much more information. Um, I don't know, you say you, you follow. Was on Instagram, maybe, and you find out about. I think it was not posted that I'm in Sri Lanka. That should not be. You, you did not hear about that on Instagram.
0: You know, I've, seen, I've seen about the lecture on Okay.
1: So then it was on your site? Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm innocent. <laughs> uh, no, no, yeah, but, but it, it is just that, you know, news and information are spread so fast I think um, that the book has a hard time following, right? So sometimes we announce a book and until it may reach Japan or Sri Lanka, it may take months, right? And then we have these unpatient people saying, where's where the book? you know so and I actually I I enjoy this fact that the analogue takes time, you know. It's a it's a physical move from Europe to Sri Lanka, right? And it takes time, whether you fly or ship or whatever. But to, to just face the fact of physical, analog reality is something that drives me forever as a publisher. And why I stick to the book is because the reality of the book is so much more convincing than the reality of digital memory. I, I wouldn't trust the whoever power in this world that they one day will hack the internet, and we have a you know a blackout lasting, and then financial world. You know, then we will see how you respond. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I probably am the safest with my books, right? So okay, so that that is a little bit characterizing my my little universe, and. I am really curious to hear what is your connection and what is your relationship to books here in Sri Lanka. You know, are there any libraries? Do do you find a reliable library in in Colombo which offers you an insight into international publishing in architecture design? Does that exist? Not much. In, In the schools? Do the universities have good libraries?
0: Yeah. Uh
1: huh. You know, it, it's it's a pity because, finally, and seen overall, it's probably the cheap, the cheapest way, and the safest way to assemble knowledge, is a library. It's a physical library, right? And if you remind people to take care of the books, right, and not throw them around. Uh, what you don't do with your computer either, so you know, take care of the book as you do with your electronic device, then books may last for very, very long. And to the service of many, many people who, you know, may benefit from careful edited content. That is actually the you know, how to say the the Utopia, I'm, I'm <laughs> living for as a publisher. Right? And that's where I say what, what I promise myself when I'm back in, in Switzerland in my favorite library I will look for how many books do they have on Sri Lanka? Right? Do they have any books on Jeffrey Bawa? Right? Why should you here care about Le Corbusier if we don't care about Jeffrey Bawa? about the tradition, even the transition from from the British Empire to an independent Sri Lanka, you know, how little do we know? I, I, I'm ashamed how little I know. You know much more about Europe and the West than we know about this region of the world, right? And not, not that I, I really want to be the one who corrects that image. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm a micro player, but it's a matter of fact that we, we have to, to equalize a little bit or kind of balance that exchange of knowledge and that care for, for the world of the others, right? And I certainly believe that the book can play a significant role in that still. It, 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 has, st- it has done forever for the past 500 years, it was the book that spreads the news, right, and knowledge. And I just believe that uh, if we if we do well, then I think in my program I will line Baba up with with Tange, Kikutake, Shinohara, Burle Marx, and and uh, Louis Kahn, right? Because that's where he belongs. He is he's shaping or he did shape Sri Lankan architecture, post colonial architecture, as nobody else? And I think he's one of the very well, you know, in Switzerland, we say it, it's the watch and the cheese and the banks, right? That's the image of Switzerland, you know. Sometimes people remember that Corbusier once made it on the 10th ten franc uh, bank banknote bill. Right? Now in Sri Lanka I learned today that occasionally Baba may be mentioned beside you know the coconut <laughs> or the beaches or you know the the, the cliché uh, values and I think architecture as we meet here in this place I think is a terrific medium to communicate culture and identity, right? And if we play that exchange and, and we line up Jeffrey Baba amongst the, the masters in modern art, architecture, then I think we contribute to that respect and understanding we owe each other. Right? So as much as you know about Corbusier, we should know about Jeffrey Baba. That would be my my. Belief. And, and maybe i I may continue my monologue, but maybe interrupt here, and maybe there are already spontaneous questions or remarks uh from your side um please i I took the privilege to take off my mask by talking because maybe easier to understand, so do as you feel comfortable. Let's get a statement from the banking fraction. Do you read books? I used to. Not as, not as much right now. You have no time?
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, as, as physical and analog real the book is, it's a real-time experience. You can't speed up really mm-hmm. necessarily, right? It's a bit, bit like music, you know? the you want to speed up uh, Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, it's it's meaningless. It's 72 minutes plus minus. No way. So I I I suffer with you. You know you should find time to you know between yoga and uh, breakfast, just spend half an hour reading. Yeah. But I, I think. The time we lost or we lose in, in in digital media, new media, social media, is actually the one the time lacking actually for more profound, you know, reading and learning. You make that experience too. How much time do you spend on your on your quite, smartphone? Quite a lot. Quite a lot. You, you know, there is one little yellow book. Actually, you you are, feel free to grab the books and, and hand them around. Uh, there there is this one little yellow book. Um, yes, give it give it to him. Which um, we measured the reading time and uh, with a, with a class of students, and it varied between a very fast reader who actually claimed that it took him three and a half hours to read the book, right? While somebody else said, okay, no, it was ten and a half hours, right? Now, we did a test, you know, what do you remember when you were a quick reader, right? And you know, if you summarize what you read, right? And then you realize that the ratio between memorized content and time is much better with the slow reader, much, much better. Right? So if you, if you claim being a fast reader, what matters it, what do you, is what do you remember. Right? And with visual books, books with, with images, you know, your brain is challenged on two levels. Because reading text appeals to another part of your brain than the image does. And now the art is to balance those two levels and to memorize the image as much as you memorize the red content. Uh, that's a challenge. And that also falls back to, to design. You know, graphic designers, which are unexperienced readers, can hardly ever you know, achieve the, the, the goal of balancing that visual content with the written content to the benefit of the reader because it, it depends on your own experience to say, OK, where am I attracted and where am I distracted by the image? And where is the connection between text and image cut off by design, for example? So all these, all these uh, details uh, matter. But I think it's, it's worth watching yourself behaving with books and it's very easy to measure the reading time. Um, it's best done when you when you read loud, right? Try to do you know not loud loud, you know loud, <laughs> um, and and then you measure the words per minute or or however you read the text and you count you count the words and you divide by the time, just to realize how much you know how quick are you, and then maybe 15 minutes after, you try to, to take notes on what you memorize. What do I remember? What is the essence? What is the structure of what I read? Right? And that ratio is what matters. And I, I read newspapers, uh, two newspapers, one in the morning and one in the evening. Right? And I realized that the mo- 1 in the morning is part of my wake-up ritual, right? I hardly remember a headline, right? While after a long day of work, uh, maybe like in, in Sri Lanka, I would say it would be a gin tonic, uh, you spend a half an hour reading the major articles which catch your eye. And. Funny enough, it's a much more relaxed reading. It's more. It's it's not a must be. It's not I, I should say ritualized as much as in the morning, and I remember much more. You know? I may even dream. You know? I say, what what the hell is this? You no, know? so somebody, something attaches different synapses in my brain, and. If you if you compare that with your digital habits, your your social social media habits, there is very little to memorize. There is actually it's, it's a it's a it, it doesn't do good to your brain actually. Do you read the paper as a physical paper or
2: online? Uh, sorry. Do you read the as a yeah, paper? Yeah, paper, paper, paper. Do you read it as a physical
1: paper? Yeah. 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 Well, I, I think it's, it's fine if you, if you have proper text that you can read on the Kindle or, you know, you're, you're, that's fine. I wouldn't read on the phone. I think that is, uh, that is uh, uh, not good for your eyes anyway. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you read books? Yeah. Not much? <laughs> but you, you have social media, you kind know, of you play with the, with the phone. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. It, your future will be books as well. Anyway, but uh, you know if, if, you, if you share that opinion with me that it's not about, I'm happy for everyone who buys a book, you know, but if you buy a book and you don't read it, you know, you rather give it back or gift it to somebody who may have the time and, and the, the guts to read, right? So that is that is a bit, uh, yeah. And there is another aspect which you may share with me is that reading or books, buying books, spending money for books, you know, means you you may have a bookshelf at home, which is an investment. Uh, and having books or buying a book is a promise. Right? And I have not very often and I shouldn't get used to it but sometimes I give potential buyers the advice not to buy because they won't have the time to read right it maybe not very business uh, uh, you know provoking you know but anyway it's the truth you know buying a book is a promise to invest time the second investment is time first investment is. Right. That's why I say libraries are the most valuable places in the world because they offer the content for free. So the only promise remains the time. Right? It's, it's a, and you hear a publisher saying that. I make a living by selling books, of course, right? So I depend on people who have, have the two promises, you know, to buy and to invest time. So that is, that is the crucial moment in, 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 uh, in, in the book making today. Uh, many people say books are overpriced because they believe that information should be free or is free. Uh, that was the promise of the internet, right, to democratize uh, knowledge, spread knowledge, make it accessible for everyone. I was skeptical back, back then, and by now we know that we have to pay for every little bit of information. Right? Whether it's the app you buy, or whether it's the, the article in the newspaper, you know, you pay for it. And if you don't pay for it in money, you pay for it in, in absorbing brain capacity for silly advertisements. You know, somebody else pays the money, but you you play with mental energy. I don't want to be too anti-capitalistic because then uh, you know, it's not the conflict we should have here but it's more that, that we, we should understand that there are forces fighting each other. You know? there, there's a strong force fighting against my focusing and my concentration on content. There is a force that tries to to you know to to make me i don't know to mix up my mind and make me at, attracted by consumption goods mainly right and 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 even i'm very fond of music i I love jazz i listen to music every evening, but I would never <coughs> you know occupy myself with, with earphones to absorb the, the traffic noise, right? Rather I get upset by the traffic noise, you know, than to, to eliminate it by another sound, right? Because you, you will probably not listen to music while you walk in the street. It's, it's just, you know, and it should not happen to us with books. You consciously sit down to read, or in the bed, and and you know. Back then, maybe today, education uh, is is more liberal, but you know, I was told to turn off the light at night Right? What did we do? You know, we put, you know, the duvet over, and you read under with with the flashlight. You know, you continue reading. That was this kind of. Reading was the thing, you know? and to get back to that kind of magic moments of discovering content and uh, flipping a page—what is the next? You know, I think that sensation is something we can still promote and still include in our everyday life. So, okay. Somebody should tell about the last book she or he read.
0: Well, His work is pretty so distorted and it's so controversial, um, but I really appreciated reading on it, and, and it actually inspired me to go to Putalum uh, and find the street named after him, just to
1: be in the presence of that. Um, is it illustrated, the book, or the illustrations, photographs, images? Uh, Only text. Match okay. Match. Yeah. Yeah. You know that that, but probably the 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 writing evokes images. That, that again, sorry? I, I don't hear you. Can, can we turn off the... the, the maybe it's... It, it will heat up a bit, but... So leave it. You know what, what what you're saying is is also let, let's say an exclusive experience of reading because it it evokes your imagination. Look, you are living in a film, right? You create the film yourself. Right? And and if you say okay it awaits that desire to go and observe the place, make it real somehow and you know, I, I, I actually would I would share that book with you. I would say, yes, since I know or read a little bit about, you know, Sri Lanka as a kingdom, right, as where, where there were some more or less fair rulers, you know. Not all were very good always, right, but there were some who kind of shaped the country and try to create an identity amongst people. That was before the Portuguese and the Dutch and, and, and the British, you know, where there was an identity, a unity in the country, you know, taking advantage of being an island, but also cultivating uh, a culture where you, a togetherness, right? And, and so, and I believe very much if you if you read a story like this and you become part of the story you, you start playing a role in, in the narrative actually and that's a, the magic thing that's the promise I, I made to you when you start reading and you dive into that story and you you become part of the, the adventure right and that experience if, if we miss that in our early age we will have a hard time in in gathering it later. Right? So, that I'm not too skeptical, but I, I just believe that we shouldn't give up without pressure, you know, what is obviously reliable or has been reliable for so many. So I think that's a nice, and history is amazing, you know. Um, there is a book circulating, which is this one, the, the Bauhaus, uh, documentary of the Bauhaus. Okay. And, yeah, and, and th- there are two. There are, I, do- we made a, I made a document. Uh, I actually published all publications ever, or officially published by the Bauhaus in this short period of time of its existence, um, because I thought, well, if we don't have access to the source sources, which were mainly publications in German, you know, how should the world continue research and discourse on the Bauhaus and finally take a decision on what is valuable uh, content and what is redundant by the time and through technological development and so forth, right? So I I took pleasure in translating all the German texts which were not yet available in English So now the whole Bauhaus library is available in English. So no excuse anymore, nowhere in the world, to not understand what the original idea of the Bauhaus was. Now, recently somebody told me that he was reading this page, looking at this catalogue from 1923, as it was a fairy tale. He tried to imagine how back then those objects were used how life was in these houses, how modernism was was rejected or accepted by society, how it contributed to the freedom of people or the good life of people and so forth. So, he, said, he read it as a fairy tale, page by page. Oh, what does that image tell me? And And I think that is something no other medium would challenge you to do. You know, because... Moving images, video, and, and 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 film movies, they are full service. You know, they offer you language and narrative and 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 the image, and it appeals to a very very weak small part of your brain, very small. You know, if you if you have a chance to read or talk to or listen to a neuro neuro neuro, how do you say? Yeah. Exactly, the people who care about how the function of our brain, right? They will tell you that it's it's far away from the capacity our brains have is watching a movie or or you know whatever, uh, looking at Instagram or so. It it is not challenging your brain, and it is. A, a, friend of mine who is in that discipline, he tells me it's about the difference between walking on a flat ground or to walk on a uh, what do you say, you know, on what? Wa- hmm? Tight What is that? Tight rope. Rope. A tight rope. Just one <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Tight okay. Tight yeah. Right? So your balance is challenged, only there, right? While walking is kind of a normal, and uh, that is the comparison between film and reading book, right, for your brain. Uh, that is magic for me. That is something I say, okay, I don't know. We, we, should, we should be obliged to, to spend whatever. Training camps in, in reading or I don't know, it should not be a punishment. It should be a an offer, a gift. You know, teach me, teach me reading, teach me old new media. You agree yeah, with it?
2: I don't agree.
1: You don't agree, <laughs> okay?
2: Sorry, uh, I um, I'm a film curator, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and as you talk about. Uh, About films and movies, of Mm -hmm. course, I cannot like let it go, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because uh, you have different kinds of moving images, and and some of them are also to be read, like film or cinema as an art is something that you read actually, or that you uh, when you watch a a good movie, I would say you also read in a way. So you have to to make a distinction between the video that you will find
0: on the,
1: mm-hmm. on the, net, on the social networks yeah. and, the, yeah. and the film. Yeah. Okay, I, I know, I'm, I'm a, a little bit... Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: Extremist. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, 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 I agree, you know, I would say, when I talk about books, I talk about books with the ambition of my books, or yeah. The book you read on, on the, the kingdom, or you know, and let's say, or how should I say, and and uh, the movies you mean, you know, which I would say, you know, watching a, a film by Godard. You you familiar with the name? So okay, Godard, Swiss filmmaker. And with friends you go to the cinema, you look to Godard and you know, with no force, you will spend the night discussing the film, mm. right? It is far away from entertainment, it, of course it entertains, right? But it's entertainment on the level where you challenge your brain, you know? And you discuss and you fight afterwards mm-hmm. did, did it mean this or that no da blah, blah blah right so you you become party you become part of the film mm-hmm. right so i I agree totally with you it's it's more against the 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 weak entertainment you know spending time you know what, what did you do yesterday evening you know oh, I was at home, I watched television or I, you know, watched a movie and now you can record and you can you know, you can save all the films which you missed and you, or, or even the series I, I hear about people on Netflix, is that, is that popular? No? Netflix? And, and then you have this series you know eight episodes, there are people that spend that whole night watching all eight episodes you know because yeah, why should I wait for a week and you know, one episode a week? That's what, when I grew up you know, we were longing for next Monday, you know, when the next episode is playing, mm-hmm. right? And now it goes for this kind of prayer time. Okay. Uh, so I think I think we, we are on a similar page at least. <laughs> but yeah. I want to ask you, can
0: you speak a little bit more kind of on on that
1: topic of the tightrope versus the path, um, your books always have images, almost always. Yeah, Can you tell
0: us yeah. yeah. About the, the, you know
1: that that has to do with my with my own uh, biography and limitations. Let's say in my own capacity, I I I always was a passionate reader of. Of literature, novels, uh, fiction, um, and when I became a publisher, I had to confess that I would not know how to judge on the quality of literature for others. Right? I had a clear judgment for myself. You know, what I thought is a boring book, what is a good language, what is so, but I I couldn't. Let's say I'm arrogant enough, trained as a graphic designer, being in the visual world for a while, I'm arrogant enough to say, yes, I can judge on visual quality. In disciplines where I have a certain knowledge, I have a certain background, and I think that is what we all do, you know, when you have some experience, if you are a passionate chef or cooking at home, you know, you are... Competent to judge on the quality of food right and I think that is fair to say you know that and and I took that took that uh, decision to focus on visual content I don't know maybe, maybe it was a weak decision <laughs> somehow but it was also very passionate and since I also then um, you know, I, I I got attracted by modernism, by some Swiss designers, uh, Josef Müller-Brockmann. There is a book uh, around who who taught me a lot, trained me in, in in this modernist thinking. And then I realized that yeah, I feel comfortable in this world. So I observed it in art, I obs- observed it in architecture, I you know observed it in music. So it became this called 12 tone music, uh, Schoenberg and uh, and John Cage and and so forth, so you try to educate yourself to finally have an opinion on, you know, and the opinion may be rather personal to say oh I prefer this from that, it's not that you take ultimate decision of this is better than that, no, it remains personal. But it creates a kind of a universe, which finally, me, you know, brings me to Sri Lanka. You know, I think you referred to to the content or the, the context in my my program, where you thought, oh, maybe Jeffrey Bawa would would, you know, make a good appearance in that program. And that is where I believe that we all live a biography, which we. there may be some disruptions here and there but overall we we live a continuous life and it becomes richer and richer in experience and and, and knowledge and I think that is fair enough to say that I I still read literature I have a difficult time with contemporary literature especially with this kind of corona and post-corona I cannot understand how people can write so many books about a ridiculous episode in hu- human and social development. Right? We are just not able to judge yet on the consequence of. So I I used to say that the word pan, uh, the word uh, COVID will not appear in any of my books. <laughs> the that's already been one exception, though. Uh, so, no, but, you know, that is, that is what I really believe that, you know, we, we live in, in, in various time, on various time levels, right? And we are so occupied now of, of the, the shortest, you know, the, the most co- contemporary, that we kind of lose the, the bigger dimension in a way. Right? And, and people, like in Europe, people are... It, it becomes political. It's absolutely ridiculous to see how political this, this little virus has become. Right? And if you compare that with your imagination of what could be worse, you know, then you say, okay, like, if, if you are very sensitive to pain, you know, and you say, oh, right? And you, you can't imagine how pain really is if you really hurt, right? And that's, that's my problem with, with the dilemma with, with COVID is that I think it can become so much worse, right? And maybe it's not, maybe it's not a virus. We don't know. Maybe it is war all over, Maybe it's the climate, right? Maybe Sri Lanka will sink in the ocean. Oof! Right? I, I don't know, but we, we are kind of... Too, we are very weak, you know? People have become very weak. And I think we should fight against that, and that's when history comes into the play, to say, I, I'm, I never get tired to say how the Bauhaus ended, Right, It was meant to last forever. It was invented in 1919 to change the world. No. 14 years after, it was killed. Right. So those are happenings and events which deserve to be documented in books because there again the digital has no memory. You have to know before you find it. You have to look it up. You have to type in Bauhaus, right? While the book is a discovery. Oh, what is this? Even the design is nice, right? Woo, right? So, we, I, I think we should depend on the physical and the real and the analog. And actually, that is when... I, I used to be an operator in the cinema when I was a student, you know? So, every night, Unfortunately, I had to watch the same film, even if it was a goda, uh, <laughs> for ten times, right? And change the roles. And, but you, you have this sound, you know? It's, it's meditation. That, do you remember that sound in the cinema? If you, if you hear back there, there's this. Have you heard that? You, you should. You go to an old-fashioned cinema and, uh, you know. And, and then you realize that also film is analogue.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's 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 a process, it's a real time, very honest, very, very real, real process. That is what drives me, you know, to, to make you understand, you know, the simple mind of a publisher can be complex enough to unite many senses, and I believe it's the same in the Film business, you know, if you and, and musicians and artists, if you are a painter, if you you know you you know how important it is to 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 suffer also in the process, to endure, to have a vision of of when when a film is done and good, you know, or if you are a, a passionate chef, you know, you do the cooking and you are happy. You spent the whole day and you know, and it's eaten within a half an hour. That, that's, that scares me, you know, <laughs> that I say, come on. <laughs> but still, it, it's fair enough. It's, it's a real-time process, real-time experience. And that will be my message, to, to, to kind of praise the analog. Mm-hmm. I, really, I really wait for, for protest and, and uh, objections. Oh, okay. and
2: Actually, I wanted to talk about, I think there's a lot of positive things about COVID, and specifically in the realm that you operate as well, because it will change architecture. Houses need to be set up so you can work from home. More people working from home at certain times will decongest urban environments. So I actually think the word COVID in maybe five or ten years will appear in your books because the, the world of architecture is changing. I forgot the name of the architect, I think he recently died. Um, who actually predicted this ten years ago or five years ago in one of his latest books? He said like people will start working more from home, etc. And COVID actually accelerated that. Yeah. For me personally, I live, used to live in New York, moved here. It actually made a lot of things possible for me because everybody is happy now to do things on yeah. Zoom as long as I am willing to get up at two in the morning or you know for a phone call depending on where the where the thing is. So sure, COVID is terrible. It's completely politicized. I'm Dutch myself, so specifically in certain parts of Europe, it's gone completely, people have gone crazy in my eyes. But I think there's a positive thing about COVID. So that's, you know, because it will evolve architecture, it will evolve people's living spaces. Because suddenly, actually a place in your house where you can comfortably work that separates you from your living environment, I'm somebody that needs to go to my studio to work and needs to go home. How do you create that Mm -hmm. at home? Mm -hmm. Which has a lot of advantages, like you know, decongesting of, of traffic, etc. Mm. So, you know, that's yeah. the only thing I wanted
1: to say. Yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> I, I I would agree completely. Um, if if it would be something that you would say, potentially every crisis yes, has exactly. that force to change. Exactly. Right. And I now now the, the crisis has a name and it's just the thing that everything you are all the examples you you name and i agree with which is my also my my environment right that's our privilege you know if you count that in percentage on the world population we are far away you know and that's where where i mean COVID will remain an episode Right. I would say the climate crisis is much fairer in that sense because it will affect our environment as strong as it will Africa and parts of Asia and other parts of the world Right, while COVID is a very very unfair crisis and I think Sri Lanka I, as, I, as I heard even here but also even here, we are privileged, if we are honest, right? But I heard from from the little hotel I, I stayed in in uh, in Kandy, they were like, "Oh, thanks God for for tourism is back." You know, the government allows tourists in. You know, a year ago, nothing, no income, no nothing. In Switzerland, you know, I was offered money by the government for shutting down my business and sending people home, stay at home, work from home. I was compensated. You know, I, I just handed in the form saying, oh, okay, three people work from home and reduce capacity by one third. And I was paid. No control, no nothing. That's why I say, you know, it's an it's unfair crisis, in a way, and but I agree with you, you know. I,
2: I'm not saying it's fair or unfair. What I'm saying is that positive will come out of it because if you think about COVID in relationship to climate change, yeah. how much COT in the beginning, when airlines completely shut yeah. down, et cetera, people could suddenly see the sky in Delhi. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, yeah. I, I think there will be lasting effects that go through how urban environments are developed, how your home is developed, et cetera, et cetera. So sure
1: it's an unfair crisis, but hopefully something positive will come yeah. out of it. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I agree. And I wouldn't say... Um, I have several books which deal with, uh, with consequences of the climate crisis, yeah. also in, 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 the, in, in the world of, of building and housing and so forth. And, you know, since we... Well, over the past 20 years, you know, when we see the mega cities grow, we become aware of you know how how fragile finally those those infrastructures and those structures are and so there is a permanent crisis which may be accelerated a bit by uh, by the the pandemic which affected so many more people and actually it it and there again as unfair as it is on a global scale it is very fair in the in a smaller social unit like the country, when you realize that you know wealth doesn't protect you from COVID, haha, <laughs> right? Also, the very very wealthy people they escaped, you know, in the first crisis they escaped, you know, and uh, up in the in the Alps in their precious villas and so. But after three months, you know, they 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 were longing back. Uh, they would rather be inf- infected than to stay alone at home again. And my people, practicing home office, they were longing for getting back to the office, right? And, and right now, again, it's, it's, uh, it's mandatory uh, home office in Switzerland. You know, so my people started working and they meet on Skype. We don't Zoom because we still don't trust Zoom. Funny enough, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. It's it's uh, uh, either it's Microsoft uh, or, or 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 Skype, which we use. Uh, which is owned
2: by Microsoft. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: No, but you know, it's it's the thing is that it's a paid for thing. Mm-hmm. So it is it. it the, it's not this kind of promise, which you never know. You know h- how Zoom is really ending up making their business, right? So, But this, this is another thing. And again, this is a problem we have in the West, which you may have less in Sri Lanka because you don't have all these privileges or, or choices to to escape from this, you know, the, the kind of home service, food service boomed in Zurich, right? Here too? Well, but that's Colombo. That is not Sri Lanka. It's not that you can, you know, just make a call and, and you get a home delivery of most delicious dishes and sushi here and. Uh, right? That is not normal. And that should not be the thing because it, it also cuts off social contacts, social connections. The cinema business in Zurich collapsed. Right? While sitting, you know, occupying every second seat makes the cinema the most safe safe place ever. Right? And and you give up this kind of social interaction of agreeing with people, of laughing together, crying together, you know. And that's where I as you know, there is a there's a backside also of this kind of you know, individuality and flexibility of the everyday and home office stuff and zooming. Mm, I I'm I we will see what what lasts.
2: Oh that's what that's what I find interesting about it because I do think it it solves congestion, for example, specifically in very large cities. So I think I'm quite interested to see what is going to happen, but Uh architects want to make money, they'll you know,
1: find a way to yeah. build things differently and try to solve things in different ways. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, it's also interesting to see how, how much more attention housing gets amongst architects compared to, you know, the museums are built, right? Yeah. Uh, so now housing seems to be the challenging field where new solutions, we talked about collective housing, mm-hmm. you know, how how much more you can make out of limited space if you if you if you col- if you if you collectively uh, meet for, for some activities, and we made joke today about you know sharing a Hoover, you know every household in the Western world has a Hoover, mm-hmm. and now they have the new Dyson, you know cableless Dyson, mm-hmm. right? How much time do we spend hoovering, if you're honest? Per week? week? Mm, well. Half an hour. Uh, generous. Half an <laughs> hour. <laughs> okay, so every household has a hoover. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. Right? I tried to convince my neighbor that I should use his hoover. <laughs> I will try again. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if we are over time. I think we should go upstairs
0: and continue this conversation. Yeah, we
1: can do that. We can get, get a cup of tea and then continue. And then you also mingle and, and discuss. Right? Yeah. Thank, thank you for being here. There are, there are still a few of my
2: brochures left there okay. um, if you are interested.